And if you can't tell, this is Gabby. And this is Scott. Uh, boy, you are really coming into my headset awfully loud. I have a big mouth. You know, I feel like you're angry with me, but yeah, it might just be the big mouth. Maybe no, I'm Italian. It. I always sound angry. Yeah. Seriously. Okay. People think I'm angry a lot. They're like, why are you yelling? I'm oh, like, this is the way I was... I came out of the room. It's just awfully intimidating sitting here. I need to wheel my chair back a few inches. <laughs> well, what should we start with? Oh, um, I'm still kind of in a fog from the holiday weekend that always throws me off. Because is, I'm not quite sure what day. Is fog code for you're not sober yet? Um, that could be. Yeah, and you want to lower that volume, that'll control me. Yeah, I'm trying to... That's about the only thing that control me. Trying to turn you down a little bit. <laughs> Instead of turning me <laughs> up... <laughs> I'm sorry. Way down. <laughs> Way down. Um, yeah, I think... I think It would have been cuter if you'd said, are you trying to turn me on? You know, well, I was hesitating. I know. <laughs> I was hesitating because last week we got a little randy with that. And I'm afraid that every time I talk like that, I'm, I'm chasing off your potential suitors. <laughs> I think I'm going to take myself off the market for a while anyway. Oh, really? Yeah. Bad market? Market's down? Yeah, the mar- market, market's down, and my stock in particular seems to be way down, um, you know, off its premium considerably. Oh, stop it. You're going you're <laughs> gonna to continue to devalue yourself if you talk like that. So, Somebody could get well, you for a really good price at this rate. So rather than, you know, sit around, you know, saying how, you know, it'd be great to have this super girl in my life in, in that I don't think it's going to happen, I'm going to declare myself off the market so that I don't oh. feel like a failure. Isn't that a clever but pathetic idea? That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it does in my own little, you know, weaving way of thinking about things. It's kind of like when um, you, you finally, people start paying attention to you when you have a significant other. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that's true. I remember on Seinfeld when George did the experiment where he wore the engagement ring. Right, right. And all of these great-looking girls were so attracted to right. him. And uh, maybe I ought to give that a try. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. It worked. Well, it never works for George. But you can see that had, it, had that not been a sitcom, th- that would have worked beautifully. Right, right, right. <laughs> I, I could see that working for you. I mean, you'd attract all the wrong kinds of women, but... Yeah, the kind of illicit ones yeah. or whatever you would call that. But you might need that right now. Yeah. yeah. It could it could lead to... Bring it on. Stress relief. I don't know. Well, you were about to talk about your, your weekend that you are in some way still trying to overcome. <laughs> I'm in a fog. A little bit of a fog. Um... I was pretty good. I didn't get too bad. I'm, I'm like, I guess it's. I'm in a kind of a fog. So maybe I was. Um, maybe I was drinking too much. You know, we did the typical barbecue stuff, and uh, we went to a friend's in the inlet. It was funny when we got there; they were all really intoxicated. So it's funny being the sober one at a show at a at a party. An all-time first for you, huh? Yes. Yes, it was a first to be completely sober. And they're like, oh, you got to drink and catch up to us. I'm like, I'm like, wow, now that I look at you, I'm not quite sure I want to catch up to you. Oh, that's the very reason that you're such good friends with them, that you have that in common. <laughs> I saw one of them today at lunch, and I'm like, as she started telling me stories, I said, you, you told me all this the other day. I did. Yeah, I remember you were drinking. Oh, it, oh yeah. I do that because it's, but it's because of age. Someone will say, "You've already told me this story." Oh yeah, yeah and it's I do that. So thing. embarrassing, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm becoming my mother now. <laughs> remember the time when um, we could go on and on, but we have a caller. We have we have Kay on the on the phone, so let's let's see what Kay okay. has to say. Hey, Ring. Kay. Hey, Gabby. Hey, Scott. Hey. Hi, Kay. Um. Hey, hey, I want to go back to something that Gabby said at the beginning of the show, the very, very beginning. Uh, she touched on, Gabby, you touched on your Italian roots. Yes. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not talking about hair roots either. Oh, no, we don't but, want to uh, see those. They're bad. Hmm. No, no, definitely not. But uh, you know how or, uh, Scott mentioned it sounded like you were yelling at him. Right. And I, I have a lot of Italians in my life. I grew up in upstate New York, you know, near a little, the little Italy of, of Syracuse. Uh-huh. And uh, it seems like, in my my experience, that Italians, they really love you. They yell at you. 
<laughs> they're not yelling at you. They don't really care about you. Even among, even in families, I had within a lot of Italian homes, and they were all like yelling at each other all the time. What do you, what do you say about that? Is that pretty typical? Is that your experience too? Is, uh, yes. Weird people of Syracuse. No, no, no. That is just weird Italians. Gabby, Gabby stop yelling at poor Kay. <laughs> I must really love you, Kay. If I'm, if if Scott thinks I'm um, yelling at you, no, I don't. I don't feel like you're. I don't feel like you're yelling at me right now. Oh, maybe I should start yelling louder. No, it is. It's it's pretty true, and I I don't know where it comes from. We just we speak really loudly, and when you're around a lot of Italians, it's really normal. And then you forget that when you're around people who are not Italian, and they start to get a little shaken. Like, why are you yelling at me? I've had employees say that to me. I'm like, I'm not yelling. This is the way we talk. I can't help it. Yeah, and Gabby and I were talking. Oh, when I said I thought she was yelling at me, uh, that was because my whoever was in here before me left the headphones all the way up, oh, so yeah. it was really loud. But yeah, Gabby and I were talking the other day ourselves about, um, about an Italian family uh, who we... Uh, we're mutually they're, friends of right. They're they're mutual friends of ours, and and we didn't know, know that till they were at my party and you were at my party. Right, that's right. And we realized that, and we we're talking about them. We've both been to their house for dinner. We both had the same experience where this <laughs> this great Italian family, you know, everybody's yelling at and each swearing. other and all that stuff. And it is it is it is nothing but pure love in the room. <laughs> it's just the, it's just the way. You know, you hate to generalize because oh, I always worry that somebody's going to be offended. You know, if you generalize too much, but that is a great thing. You know, in some Italian people, that that's how they are. And even those of us who didn't grow up like that and don't have lives like that, hey, I'm drawn to it. How can you not be drawn yeah. to people who enjoy themselves and enjoy you? And shoot, that's a that's a really right, good right. That's a good point because when I've um. I've had boyfriends and fiance. Well, I've only had one fiance. I've had boyfriends um, who were Italian, and, and you're around that. And then I've had boyfriends who were not. And spending Christmas with their family was equivalent to sleeping because it was so serene. Yeah. It's yeah. like, does anybody have a pulse? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I won't say my family is like that, but they're more like that than they're like the Italians, yeah. that's for sure. Hey, Kate, let me ask yeah. you, there was something I was going to bring up here, and I want to just, in, in the, we now have a third person here, let, let me see what you say about this. I was in the grocery store the other day, and one of my neighbors was behind me in line, and she only had one item, and you know, I had a whole bunch of stuff, and had I noticed her first, you know, naturally I had to let her go, but... Um, she came up behind me. I didn't see her, so she tapped me on the shoulder and asked if she could have Fruncies, which I remember from way back when I was a kid. You know, you'd get Fruncies in line or you'd get Baxies in line, and I, I want to talk <laughs> about that for a second. But did, That's really cheap. I don't know whether that's just my region of the country or whether kids everywhere did that. How about you, Kay? I, I never heard of that, but I'll tell you what, I wouldn't have let her get in front of me because I would have told her to go over to the self-checkout. That's what that's for. Oh, the self-checkout. Well, Oof. Well, now, when you're, when you're a kid, here's the, here's the thing that I think is neat about Fronties and Baxies, and then it, it, it gets into what a problem we all become as adults. Um, because as kids, you know, you just have some very simple rules. Everybody knows what they are, and... Kids tend to get along pretty well unless one of them doesn't obey the rules, and there are just a few of them. So fronties and backsies are, is a real easy thing. So if, if Gabby wants to get in line in front of me, then it's fine. But if you're in front of me, Kay, then for me to give her... No, I think I'm allowed to give her fronties. But if for me oh. to give her backsies, which obviously is when she gets in behind me, if UK were behind me in line, I would not be allowed to give her backsies unless unless you also agreed to give her fronties. Hey Abbott, who's on first? So so <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I remember as as we got a little older, Gabby really enjoys herself. You know that? 
um, <laughs> but uh, some other clever kids came up with this other rule, and I think these were the kids who grew up to be lawyers or something. <laughs> You know, if the if yeah, the yeah. If, if the jerk watch be- those lawyers. If the jerk behind you, you know, if you want to give somebody backsies and they won't give them frontsies, you can get around that whole thing by giving the person frontsies that you're letting in line, and then they give you frontsies, and you would have to believe, like I said, that all those kids who came up with that grew up to be lawyers. Hey, we're going to find a way to beat this system. Yeah, see, because mm-hmm. growing up as a teenager, frontsies and backsies had other meanings. <laughs> so. You know what, Gabby? Gabby is still does. What was that? <laughs> Gabby still has different meanings. I can't, I can't hear I what think you're saying. And I listen to frontsies and backsies today as adults do something different, too. Yeah. Oh, you're taking that to um, a triple X rating there, Kay, aren't you? Well, you don't know what she means by that. I, why, why are you jumping to that well, conclusion? We sit around here and pretend we don't know what she means. Uh, Kay, would you care to define what you mean? Well, I have to go now. <laughs> I, think, I think we've lost her connection. Um, Thanks for calling. Oh, bye, Kay. Thanks for calling. That um, talking about the grocery store and the self checkout, just re- just reminded me of how much. I mean, I'm I'm a very good technology person, far better than you. I mean, you can't even get on Facebook. Yeah, I don't even think you know what Facebook is. Uh, I'm I'm not fighting with you on any of that. But when it comes to the self checkout, I I I'm allergic to it. Like I can't I can't do it. Like I mess it up every time. And I was at I was at the grocery store. And it was empty, mind you. And there's like the one lady at checkout. Or maybe there was there was the one lady and I was behind. St- there was one customer who had frontsies. You're right. And I had backsies. Yeah. And there's only the two of us. And she's like, oh, you could use the self-checkout. I'm like, no, I'll wait. No, really, you could use the self-checkout. I'm like, no. What a lily-livered. I'm like, I'm not good at it. She's like, well, I'll show you. I'm like, I really, I mean, that requires work. I don't know. Is there a discount on self checkout? Does anybody know? No, there's not. There's not. A you don't save money, it. do you, Dustin? Like on self checkout. So why am I going to work? Why not let them work? I'm not in a hurry. Why am I going to go through that process? So she's like pleading with me, and I'm like, fine, okay, show me how to use it. All right, maybe I'll be open minded. And sure enough, I'm like scanning, and it's not scanning, and she's like, well, try it again. And I'm like, no, I, can I just go back to the line? Wow. I'm like, this. I'm not doing this self-checkout because I, now my blood pressure's up. I can't believe you would sit here and, and, and admit this. But, you know, I think one of the reasons that the, self, the self-checkout lines are there is to help, to help people build their self-esteem. <laughs> you know, if you notice the people who are checking out, you know, where there's a cashier, you know, they, they walk out sort of having had an ordinary experience, but the, uh, the people coming from the self-serve thing, you know, they've got their, you know, their head high and their, you know, arms are swinging and they're feeling good about things. But, and even, so even when the clerk offered to take you by the hand yeah. and lead you over there yeah. and baby talk you through it, yeah. it was still unmanageable. It was still unmanageable, yes. And you know what? Aside from that, I need a new co-host. Okay, somebody a little smarter. Aside from that, I'm a princess, and I don't want to have to do any additional work if I don't have to. Period. End of story. We can talk more about that when we come back from break because we're going to take a break now. Oh. Welcome back to the Gabby and Scott Show. Um, if you um, are not on our chat line, you can get on our chat line at hearwomentalk.com, and our phone lines are open at 646-652-2071. And uh, I've already forgotten what we've talked about because I'm getting... Oh, I was talking about I'm a princess, but that's nothing new. Yeah. Uh, does anything more need to be said there? No, not really. Probably not. I just like to remind you every week. You know, for, for those folks who don't know, that song you were listening to coming back in are... Theme music is the Green Hornet by Al Hurt. I can't remember whether I've said that before. No, you haven't. I just think it's very cool. But this song here, Dustin was playing, was another song that uh, that I think is really cool. Uh, It's called Miserloo, 
and I really don't know whether that's the Dick Dale recording, but when, when yeah, I was it watching... Is. Uh, it is. That's Dick Dale? Mm -hmm. Okay. The, the version I know is the Beach Boys, but that's that's the... Uh, Miser Lou is the, the, the theme song on Pulp Fiction. Mm -hmm. I think it brings you in and takes you out on Miserloo, which which automatically makes it a cool song. That's very cool. So anyway, just I like your choice for anybody who was trying to place that song. Now, now you know. Now you know. I was thinking about using it as a wedding song. <laughs> when you come down the aisle that way. Yeah, yeah. That would be funny. <laughs> Could you see it? If I ever get married, I would like to have a <laughs> wedding that's a little bit different. <laughs> You know, but I was thinking when you were talking about the Fourth of July stuff, and oh, yeah. you know, I think you said you you were barbecuing and uh, your friends were drunk, and I'm sure you you know were drinking too and all that. That sometimes some of those traditions, I never really dug New Year's Eve and getting drunk on New Year's Eve. I, agree. I never really understood that. It's like but, amateur night. But some of our tradition, you know, you you like to do things that are a little less obvious, I guess, but. On 4th of July, you know, it's great to just do the obvious. 4th of July is supposed to be a cookout and hot dogs and hamburgers or whatever you like with family and friends and, you know, beer and fire, fireworks. And, you know, it would be such a shame if any of that changed. How comfortable that we've got some of those things, you know, throughout our years here in this country. Mm -hmm. Well, what's the best part about it is the entertainment value. Watching the drunkards. It's very entertaining. Um, so you're referring to people watching you, or did you actually? <laughs> I mean, on occasion, I think that's happened. I think that's not this, not this weekend, though. This weekend, I was, I mean, I worked, I did work a lot because I just did. And then we made it to this barbecue late, and we got there, and they had all been drinking for like six hours. It's kind of hard to catch up with that. And as we arrived, so did the Coast Guard police to arrest a bunch of people. And they were handing out $225 tickets if you were drinking out of a glass bottle on the beach. Hmm. They were cleaning up. You didn't get caught up in any of that, huh? No. I know it's hard to believe, but I did not. I was, I was a good girl. Now, how does that feel in that, you know, I don't drink at all, so I have a, I guess, a different feeling about this, but for somebody like you who drinks like a normal person drinks. Well, you I know, don't know about that. Well, it's drinks, more than normal. drinks five times more than a normal person <laughs> okay. drinks is what I was trying to say. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but when you show up sober and you're looking at your friends who are drunk, did, was that a little looking in the mirror and, oh, gosh, do I really look? that bad and that pathetic when I'm drunk or, or, or was oh, it? Oh, wow, you know what? How egocentric am I? I didn't even think about that. <laughs> that didn't even cross my mind. Now that you say it, now I'm like, wow. That's interesting. Yeah, because that'll be your only chance to do that. Yeah. Where other people you are know drunk what? and you're not. We, we live in a, a community that I do take I do take it seriously on drinking and driving. I think I think that's a huge... You think you should really load up before you drive? Is that... <laughs> I'm, I'm actually being serious for a second that I get really, really concerned, especially with like New Year's Eve or Memorial Day or Labor Day um, or Fourth of July because of the people who are more the amateur drinkers who are like getting really loaded, getting in their car and potentially hurting someone. I'm actually more, and I think that's why I don't drink as much on that holiday if I have to drive because I need to be more alert for the guy who might hit me. All right, I, I'm trying to reason through this thing and and follow follow this. I know you're trying to, you know, strike a moral tone here, and th th this is this is a a totally false puritanical streak of yours, I think. But let me get this straight: you 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 will drink less on a holiday on a normal weekend. I get the idea you would get in the car absolutely <laughs> wasted. Um, and for some reason... Because there's less people wasted on the road. All right, so there the are, there are down fewer cars for you to hit, fewer people for few, you to fewer, kill. Fewer to hit me. Okay, so you drink less on the big holiday weekends to defend yourself okay, to defend against my, I, all the people act, who are driving. You let me finish this. <laughs> against all the people who are driving... Don't make me yell at you. ...driving that weekend <laughs> like you drive on any other weekend. No. You know, all these maniacs... 
you know, wrong side of the road, up on the sidewalk. Um, well, I don't know. Do you have anything more to say about that? Because I'm not very impressed. Yeah, well, the only thing I have to say to defend myself is I do not drink and drive. I do drink and drink, but I don't drink and drive. I will drink and walk. Mm-hmm. I will drink and talk. Drink I- and talk. You say it like it's, <laughs> like it's a skill. You know, I will. It's some kind of... You know, something you attain yes. to be able well, to drink and talk. You have, have you, yeah. you haven't heard me try to speak after I've been drinking. So, you know, that goes right yes. on a resume, I guess. Exactly. But I do not get in the car and drive if I've been drinking. Okay. But I will be at my house having a party drinking where I know I can just stumble to my bed. All right. Not like I'm the least bit interested in this, but would you get in the car as a passenger with someone who'd been drinking? No. <laughs> uh-uh. Well, that's good. We need more uh-uh. people like that. That's, uh, that's some serious... Some serious stuff. That's yep. scary. I had a friend who uh, recently lost her sister to that, so that's yeah, that's serious. Yeah, stuff. I had a DUI when I was like uh, maybe 16 years old or something like that, and um, really, yeah, I did. I did. I was that's I was surprising. trouble back then with um, actually things quite a quite a bit more than than drinking, I suppose. <laughs> but, well, I don't suppose. I know for sure. Um, but now when I think back on that, even though I was 16 years old and a whole lot of years have passed, you know, I'm still ashamed that, that I did it. I mean, I did it. I just got caught that one time. Yeah. I did it all the time. Oh, yeah, when yeah. I, when I was in high That's school. Absolutely. And I'm just, I'm, I'm embarrassed that even at 16, I wasn't more mature than that. But, you know, nobody yeah, Nobody was, was at that so age. You know what the real... doesn't make it okay, but... The challenge for me in moving... Um, Moving to this area, coming from a large city, getting in a cab was what you did. Yeah. You never ever had to worry about driving because you just probably we were probably bigger alcoholics in a bigger city because it's like we just got in a cab. Yeah, you know I think that's that's uh, one of the realities in a town like ours. You know, if you want a taxi cab, you have to call them. So mm-hmm. for somebody who's at a bar, they'd have to call the cab, wait for the cab. You know, and cabs have a problem with showing up and if and if you're intoxicated you're not of clear enough mind to be patient enough to wait yeah i think the odds of you getting in a car are worse i think they are too and part of the reason that you want to get in the car is you really don't feel like having to come back the next day to get your car oh yeah so i mean i told you i don't drink but i mean i i i walk the earth i i know those things are true well to change the subject for a second yeah let's do um you know it's never going to go away that we're never going to ever stop talking about your love life. And I know that um, we just talked about taking you off the market, but somebody just chatted in and um, really, really wants an update on your dating status and um, wants to know if you will reconsider taking yourself off the market. Um, do you get the idea that's a serious question? <laughs> It might be. I don't. I don't know. It's kind of a vague question. It's like a friend asking for a friend because that friend didn't want to call in. I don't know. Oh, okay. I well, don't know. Just says she wonders if he might reconsider. I don't know. I guess. I guess I would say. I guess she. If she really wants to know, she should call. She should really call six four six six five two two zero seven one if she really truly cares. Yeah. 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 That would be. That would be kind of funny. But y- you know, so much of that. You know, we go through cycles. And I swear, right now, I I don't even feel like it. I really don't. I've been there. I've I went. We were talking about this earlier before the show that I had a bad experience that led me to not date for three years, and I was just fine with that. Yeah. Yeah, that was a tough experience there. And you know, I came off a <clears throat> you know hard into a relationship last year. Um, it doesn't make me bitter or anything, but it makes me not want to get right back into that yeah. so i don't know these things come and they go and why force it yeah you know i think the older i get the more the more i enjoy that i love my significant other but every now and then it's like yeah sure go out with the guys don't come home till tomorrow and then i get out the computer and start watching every possible show on hulu.com that i haven't seen in a while like the bachelorette like every horrible reality show that i could possibly watch um, yeah, yeah, the, I think they're all horrible. They are, but they're so mind-numbing. Um. They're well, like today's soap operas. You know, if you're one of the sheep who watches them, just, just say that. 
because I say they're horrible and don't watch them. <laughs> I, I'm saying I watch them. I admit, I am proud to admit that I watch these horrible, horrible shows. Horrible, because you know what? I watch them and I go, thank God that's not me. <laughs> I was talking to a friend today and I was telling her about, uh, I asked her if she'd ever seen The Family Guy. She doesn't live around here. And <clears throat> she said no, that she and her husband's favorite show is, I think it's just called The Exterminator or The Exterminator Man. Mm. And I was aware that it was on. The guy wears some crazy hat, you know, it's kind of a crazy little getup, and he goes and gets bees out of the walls of your shed and stuff like that. And I thought, how could that be your, your favorite show? I mean, to be entertained by it for a few minutes is... is Mm -hmm. You know, understandable and all that. But for that to be your favorite show where you're tuning in mm -hmm. every week. Don't judge. See what the ex I'm judging. Don't judge, man. Look, we judge in life. Well. You know, when people say, hey, you know, it's not nice to judge. Don't they judge. They kind of just judged you. Yeah. So. Uh, you have a really good point to ponder on this next break we're about to take. Yeah, okay. Let's, let's we, think about judgment. We up for one right now? We're going to break. All right. Now, what, what do you have on your mind now? Um, I want to talk about the human condition. I want to talk about my crazy, some crazy neighbors. Um, we recently moved into um, a really nice neighborhood, and I sometimes joke that we're the uh, riffraff, but we're not. But it's a really nice neighborhood with really nice homes that are worth lots of money and we're right off the ocean we're four houses from the ocean so it's really really nice um and we're renting a home from a friend because we can because we choose to yeah sure so we've got all kinds of interesting neighbors a very southern neighborhood you have to almost kind of be adopted into the neighborhood they bring you little welcome gifts when you move in they're they're really kind of watching your every move hey you know the grass has grown a little an inch too high or that vine over there needs to be moved or if you ever uh, need help call us I have a Glock you know like, the, like those guys I have a what? a Glock what? a gun oh, oh okay a gun alright you know and it's 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 nice it, it, I really love where we live and I do love our neighbors so if you call your neighbor they'll come over and murder someone <laughs> for you <laughs> that's the southern way yeah they're real protective. They all watch each other. They all know what's going on. They all know who's who. And when we first moved in, you know, I'd, uh, I'd see a new neighbor, and I'd be like, hi, I'm Gina. Oh, yes, I heard all about you. Yes, I heard. So what, are you Italian? Because your last, is your last name Italian? I'm like, that was like a moment when I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to admit I'm Italian. I'm afraid they're judging Did me. they go through the, the, the southern routine of, who you know and who you're related to. Another thing I learned, because we, we, <laughs> we, we threw, um, you know, we threw like a housewarming barbecue. And really it was kind of like also way I invited all the neighbors, come over, sniff, out, sniff us, you know, like check us out so yeah. you feel better about us. And uh, and one of the ladies walked in and she's like, hi, hi I'm so-and-so. What do you do? Like, what do you mean? What do I do? I'm having a party right now. I'm like, what does she mean? Like, what do I do for a job? Yeah, what did she mean? That's what she meant. And I asked a friend of mine who's also a born Southerner, and he goes, oh, yes. Yes. That is very common for someone to say, ha, ha, what do you do? Yeah. Which is bizarre to me to, to I'm like, I'm having a party. I'm trying to cut up a piece of celery. I'm shoving tomatoes in a bowl. What do you do? And so, yeah, I had to go this like through this explanation of what I do for a living because that's kind of how they look at what defines you. Right. But I've learned to really, I don't know, accept, enjoy this whole Southern mentality and attitude. And we've talked about things like bless your heart and what that really means. And people kind of like, they're very nasty to your face and I've been warned, oh, aren't you precious? And then behind your back. They will talk about you. And so I, I know that. So I watch everything I do to avoid the talking behind my back. But now I've come to appreciate the talk behind my back. Like, I would rather you talk back behind my back than be ugly to my face, which gets me to 
the kooky second home neighbors who live across the street part-time. Okay, so we have a couple of characters right now. We have you and uh, Ted as mm -hmm. the riffraff neighbors. Right. And now we have the kooky second home neighbors. Right. Okay. Right. So they're... So they're, they're Yankees, as are we. Okay. And they're only here once in a while, from what I understand. And even our next-door neighbors are like, oh, yeah, that kind of snake in overnight. We never know when they're going to be here, but they come in overnight from where, from Ohio, and, you know, that kind of snake in. And I was like, it sounded like he wasn't real happy about that, the way he said it, but I'm like, well, okay, whatever. So another neighbor was having a get-together for an event at their house. And as a good neighbor, we went to support this event going on. And we meet... You didn't say you had been invited. You just said... No, we were invited. Oh, okay. We okay. were invited. So when you're invited by a Southerner... You better show you up. You better show up. So I actually rushed from a meeting to make sure that I could be there in time for this event. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> something like that. So we meet the neighbors from across the street who are only here once in a while. We'd seen them pass and we never met them. So there they are at this house and, and we introduce ourselves. We're like, uh, oh, we live across the street from you. We're, we live in the so-and-so house that I didn't say we were renting. And I'm like, we live in that house across the street. And the woman proceeds to say, now mind you, he's a doctor. I'm not sure if she's a doctor. They're kind of granola-ish. If that makes any sense. They drive a really strange colored car. Now I'm judging because I because I want to. See, I point. told you we all do it. Just yeah. get comfortable with it and yeah. judge on, my. They dear. leave like they leave their cars like in the grass in front of the house. It kind of looks like they're it's a used car sales lot. It's kind of I don't know. I'm sure that not all the neighbors are crazy about their portrayal. Oh, that uh, they wheeled a couch across the boulevard to the beach, and I literally one morning I'm walking the dogs and I'm like, it's this big giant yellow love seat that went flying across the boulevard. I'm like, I have a hard, a hard enough time walking the dogs across the boulevard. I'm like, what the hell is that? Now, the boulevard we're talking about, folks, is the street that runs kind of right along the Parallel beach. So, the, if you, yeah. so were they taking the couch to, to the, the beach, beach? To the beach, to the sand. Yeah, okay, these people. So I'm like, cuckoo. What, have, where, where's the neighbor with the Glock? Can't these people be <laughs> shot? <laughs> That's a good idea. That's <laughs> yeah. I'd, Call your neighbor and say, lock and load, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> we got some people with a couch on wheels. Couch, <laughs> couch on wheels. Oh, so, sound effects are great. So I'm prefacing all this for a reason because they're kind of goofy, kooky, coming in the middle of the night, pushing their couch across the boulevard, the used car sales lot. And so I'm Is there some reason you're talking this way? <laughs> talking like my neighbors. <laughs> Okay. Talking about my southern so neighbors. Really, nobody is faring very well in the story <laughs> except you. <laughs> I, lo I, I, I love, I love my southern neighbors, and and what was interesting is that after this experience, listen to how they talk, though. I, I've been in the south for for forty mm -hmm. years, and I've never met anybody who talks it's like true. that. It's true. It's true. And so I've come to appreciate them, and I love. Uh, I want to fit into the southern ways. So we we meet the strange couple. And uh, the, the woman goes, oh, you're, oh, you're the renters. Ooh. Uh, I, I went, I was so shocked by that, that comment. Wow. Branded, stratified, yeah. right on the yeah, spot. you're the renters. And I just kind of nodded my head. And I'm like, I've never really thought of myself that way. Not even, are you, the, oh, you're the folks who are renting the house across right, the street. Right, right. No, it's, no. Yeah. that's what makes it a brand. Mm -hmm. You're the renters. You're to the renters. Give it a, give it a, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's become, you know, there's there's a word for that. Hmm. Pejorative. A pejorative Ooh. is a word. It's a, it's a big word for Gabby. It doesn't have a bad meaning, you know, in the dictionary. It doesn't have a bad meaning. But because of the way it gets used, it it has oh, yeah. a bad connotation. Okay. Can so you I write that out for me? I want to look it up in the dictionary. <clears throat> I'll write it out for you when okay. I have more time. It's a long word. <laughs> um, well, I don't think that's a pejorative all the time. But the way they used it, it'll quickly become one. <laughs> You're the renters. And then she quickly followed it up with, 
It's so hard to find good renters. I'm thinking, who the F do you think you are? So hard to find good renters. Do you think I'm paying you the rent? Who who do you think you are? Yeah. And I'm thinking, I've been a landlord. I've owned plenty of property. You don't know who I am. You don't know why I'm renting. You know nothing about me, kooky people who roll your sofa across the boulevard to the sand. All right, so she called you a renter, which you are. Right. Um, you called her but it was the very kooky person who rolls their house, their couch right. across the street. But into not the to sand. her face. <laughs> I've become a southerner. Oh, and that's I do right. It that was back. the point of your story: oh. is to do it behind well, her it back. Gets, it gets better. Doing so, it on the radio isn't, you know. She's not listening. It's not like this she's is in on her the car QT driving here. to Ohio or wherever she lives. Yeah, she's too good to listen to a show. Uh, particularly when one of the one of the hosts is a renter. Exactly, she's not yeah. going to listen to anything we do. A couple of poor people here. Poor people. What well, gets better? So, I and I tell I tell Ted this, and I'm like, I don't know, maybe I'm reading into it. You know, maybe I'm reading into it. Whatever. But then she shows up yesterday at our door. Ted is the guy Gina uh, Gabby is having sex with, by the way. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you for clearing that up. Uh, they may also have some feelings for each other. Yeah. but I'm not sure if he would agree with that statement. <laughs> <laughs> but he answers the door, and I had somebody over, and we were talking, and so finally he pulls me in. He's, he's like, you're never going to believe this. So-and-so just came to the door from across the street. The second home nuts. Yeah, yeah. sofa people. And hands him a plastic bag and says, Oh, we're we're leaving. We're going back to Ohio. Um, we thought maybe you could use this. Here's some here's some milk and eggs that we don't want to throw away. You, you know, th there's nothing wrong with that because, but because of the way that you have described how these characters yeah. are, I'm I'm pretty clear that that was done with an air. Yeah, like the oh, let's give it to the poor renters. Yeah, yeah, the renters it's just like giving it to. The homeless guy. Yeah. You know, the renters may yeah. be doing just a little bit better than the homeless yeah. guy, but they could use use some milk, save them a dollar fifty. Yeah. I think I should put a thank you note in her mailbox thanking her for letting me live in the neighborhood. Oh man, I would rhapsodize about the milk and the eggs and just talk about how they were the best darn eggs ever and, you know, really carry on and or I could just see leave if the she milk. can see in there. The, the the sarcasm and the the vitriol, which is like venom. Yeah. <laughs> I could just put the milk and eggs back in her mailbox till she comes back in a couple months. Yeah. And say, so I mean, rather than you having to go out shopping when you get back to yeah. town, you know, we thought it would be good for you to have the milk That's and eggs. That's a great idea. Behind. When they come back, I'm going to bring them, like, some leftover something. But we got to go to break. But let's think about bring that. Bring them something half-eaten. Yeah. Half-eaten sandwich or yeah. something with a couple bites out of it. This is there. all we got left here. <laughs> right. We're very poor. But I wanted to share with you because that's what a good neighbor does. But let's go to break. All right, we'll cut some more people up after we get back. Awesome. Yeah, you can welcome us back. It's real easy. It goes like this. Hi, welcome back to the Gabby and Scott Show. I'm Scott. i got to remember that. I think you can do it. You want to give it a try? Um, I'll try it next time. I'm too nervous right now. <laughs> I don't think I can do it. You know, I was talking um, with my sister a couple of days ago, and she's a really neat person, and uh, she's, she's known me my whole life. And, um, yeah, I would think so. Because we're only, we're only a couple years apart. That's why I say that. And I was... I needed some advice on something. I was having a little bit of trouble with, you know, this and that, like like you sometimes do. No big deal. And I, I think a lot of it had to do with with perspective. But you know, I don't I don't want to get into all that. But the thing, the thing that I thought was so neat about this is my sister. You know, I'm 49 years old. Wow. And she's a couple years older than I am. So yeah, she's known me that whole time. So when I called to tell her, you know, what I was thinking about or what I was wondering about that was bothering me, she immediately identified every bit of it. Wow. it, it and I think of myself as 
a pretty together guy, pretty introspective guy. I've got things figured out. Well, that's how I think of myself, you know. But during that conversation, I, I, I really felt as though I had been blind. And I have never in my life had anybody, and I'm glad it was my sister to do it for me, you know, unpack me and take me out of the box and then pack me back up in the box again. It was, it was really something. You know, wow. I was, it was a feeling of, <clears throat> you know, being on my knees at the, at the feet of the master or something. So, you know, I've always thought it was cool to have a sister, you know, or, or I mean, a, a sibling of any kind, particularly when you're close in age, because you've lived all the same places, mm -hmm. you've, you've had a lot of the same friends, and obviously you have the same parents, and there's nobody else in the world who is going to have all those same things right along with you. Um, so some of the stuff was about perspective, and I, I, you know, ran across a couple other things that had to do with perspective. One of them <coughs> was um, I, tend to, I tend to fall apart if everything doesn't go completely right. I don't mean fall apart, but I get down on myself. So I was watching The Family Guy, where I go for my deep thoughts. Uh, <laughs> actually, I can't believe I get anything from that, but... So there were two perspective things I wanted to say. One was on the family guy where little... Giggity, giggity, <laughs> These sound effects, I swear. But Stewie's that little nice. baby on there. Probably everybody everybody watches that show if they're cool. And I guess I'm not cool. So Stewie was playing with one of those ball and cup things, and the the ball uh, missed the cup. You know, he didn't, he didn't get it in, and he was saying, oh, no, you know, the ball's not in the cup. What do I do? You know, it's so <laughs> terrible. That's not a very good imitation. No, but, but it's a funny one. That's, that's what he was it's saying. Dumb. And, and then in a moment of, of realization, and I'm going to use the word perspective since that's what I'm driving at here, he says, oh, the ball is attacked to the cup with a string. No, no problem at all. You know, and, and I thought, that, that is so true for me, that I'll worry about the ball not being in the cup <laughs> when it's hanging right there from the string, and it's no big deal. <laughs> but the, the, the better one, you know, I talk about, you know, when you, when you have a burden in life, you know, I used to say to my old girlfriend that, um, you know, it's the same burden all the time. It's just that sometimes it seems heavy, and sometimes it's as mm. light as a feather. And I'm, I'm really reading a... a, a not really reading. You know, I'm reading a really terrific book right now, and uh, one of the things that one of the ladies says in a letter to her friend is she's talking about her hair, and she says, when I'm in a good mood, I call it chestnut with gold glints. When I'm in a bad mood, I call it mousy brown. <coughs> and I thought, yeah, that's what I do too. You know, <laughs> it's the same hair. You know, but, you know, but chestnut, chestnut with gold glints when you're feeling yeah. good or mousy brown on the other day. Don't we all do that to ourselves? Yeah. yeah. That's why women feel so good after going to the hairdresser for color. Yeah. Well, I didn't mean for this to be a hair story. I was trying to illustrate something. But, I'm just but, saying, I feel good when my hair is really chestnut with gold glints. Yeah. Well, you should. Um, I hope you're headed in soon because today it looks downright mousy brown. It is, yeah. I am actually going in on Thursday, and I'm straightening it in case you care. No, I don't care at all. That's okay. why I didn't say anything. Mm, okay. Um, I'm okay. wondering if there's any kind of a, a legal drug or maybe an illegal drug that can keep me awake while you're making your comments. Um, there are uh, s some I'm illegal gonna, drugs. Yeah, I don't know what they'd be, but... I, I, I could tell you off air. I can't really. Okay. All right. Well, what, what do you want to talk about next? Well, I was just Let's thinking. Let's get on with this thing. When you, <laughs> bringing up siblings um, made me think of my brother, who I've been trying to have a conversation with for the last 48 hours. He went on a blind date on Sunday, 4th of July. Always a horror. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, well, I was concerned for him. Um, he met her on the Internet. And he was going to have dinner with her. And I said, have you actually had a <clears throat> conversation with her? And he said, no. And I was like, hmm, you should at least talk to her, make sure she's a woman. I don't know. They had dinner scheduled at a really nice restaurant, which bothered me because it was her suggestion. I'm like, hmm, gold digging. Like, mm -hmm. I'm very protective of my younger brother because mm -hmm. yeah. I've known him his whole life. I get you. Going to expensive restaurants, fine, but it probably shouldn't be. On the first date. 
and you don't know each other. No, it's nothing wrong with the first date. And maybe there's nothing wrong with the girls suggesting <laughs> it, but when you've never even talked before for a girl to suggest that, yeah, I could see as an older sister you'd think, hey, that doesn't feel right. I've watched my brother get screwed over a lot, so yeah. I'm very, very protective of him. Okay. Well, what happened? Well, they, they, I don't know. They apparently went to dinner, and then like at 2 in the morning, he emails me a picture of her. And she's cute. And it's a picture. He goes, here's a picture of the newest crazy in my life. Because every woman he dates is crazy, and so he just automatically calls them crazy. Uh-huh. So here's a picture of the newest crazy in my life. I'm like, okay. So I wake up from my drunken stupor Monday, and I call him because he's off on Mondays. And if I don't get a hold of him. And he doesn't answer. And then I call again, and I get a hold of him. And he goes, uh, I'm at lunch right now. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, are you working today? Because I thought maybe he was on his lunch break and couldn't talk. He's like, no, I'm at lunch right now. Oh, crazy! I, the new crazy. And meanwhile, there. being the annoying sister that I am, I go, oh, <laughs> is she with you now? <laughs> He's like, yes, I've got to go. And I'm like. So, did she spend the night, or did you, <laughs> if this is day two? Don't you love those, those moments of, <laughs> you know, the knowing comments? and Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, no, no. I go, oh, you didn't spend the night, so, but you're on date two. He's like, I have to go. And then you hear the girl in the background, is that your sister? <laughs> <laughs> he must have warned her. Like, oh, I got to warn you. My sister's a real bitch, and she's going to be calling and stalking me. He's like, so I'll call you back. I'm like, okay, bye. And then we, yeah, kept, lo- we kept losing each other because then I was at the Pat Benatar concert last night. So Pat Benatar kind of took precedence over my brother's love life. I really, at that point, didn't <laughs> care as much. But I'm just wondering. I'm dying to talk to him. Um and I have to go to work after the show, so I'm hoping to catch him in the car before I go to work. Yeah, I kind of want to know what happens there. I, could, I think that Internet dating stuff must really be an adventure. I've heard some from other people that sound like wild adventures that no sane person would want to have, but then I hear some good stories, too. I don't know anything about it. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard uh, good stories as well, and I've been on many Internet dates that did not go so well. Most of them did not go so well. So, anyway, that uh, that just came to my mind when you were talking about your sister because I'm dying to find out what's going on with my brother. You know, I was going to try this word out on you this week because okay. you know I, I I I like to use words that I think are good words or words that I won't understand. <laughs> no, yeah, but this one I thought I was going to use because you don't understand it, and the and the word is Rabelaisian. And uh, I write down words Show sometimes. Up. Yeah, that's what I thought. And that's Show what I wanted up. to say about this. Rabble what? Rabelaisian. Rabble. And I'll tell you, I, you know, the, the word, I, I was just going to use it to, to stump you, you know. But I thought, gosh. Well, I mean, well, I'll tell you what the word, what the word means. Lazian, I, I think as in laissez fair, which comes from the French, which. Um, I don't think you're going to figure it out. Okay. Rabelais was an author. Oh. And I th- I, sometimes when I find a word that is particularly interesting or that I want to look up later or something like that, I'll write it down. And I found this one written down from years ago along with some other words. And um, I think it's from a Bernard Shaw preface, you know, very okay. intellectual stuff there. And Rabelaisian, and I was going to use it because you, you tend to – like saying things that are off color, and I thought, well, that'd be an opportunity for me to use it. And I realized there is no way for me to use that word without sounding totally snotty. Well, you always you know. sound totally snotty, so <laughs> so it's okay. Well, I guess I decided to pull back this time, but I thought if if you're saying that word and you're trying to be funny when you're saying it, it's not funny. It, it's, what does it mean? It's it's referring to oh, Rabelais. I told you was an author, and right. he wrote off color. Stuff you know, okay. way back when, like at the time of Chaucer, and okay. you know, Chaucer was writing some some pretty dirty stuff himself. Mm-hmm. And back then, of course, these things don't don't touch you know any airport novel now. Right. Um, right. But back then, it was a big deal, and it was filthy. How do you spell so this Rabelaisian? Rabelais is R A B E L A I S. That's Rabelais, uh-huh. and then I think I think Shaw just kind of turned it into a word turned it into an adjective and called it Rabelaisian. Okay. So anyway, there you have it. So, <coughs> oh. so I, it just means off-color 
pertaining to off color. Yeah, yeah, that's what it means. I don't even know why I'm talking about that, but uh, because because that's what you do. Yeah, yeah, I'm just I'm just boring by nature. You're so, far from boring. Anyway. You are you are fascinating, and we're getting ready to wrap up the show. And oh no, I, I, I didn't certainly want didn't want that to be the last thing. Well, we you wanted about. to talk about Rabelaisi, and I don't I'm know. sorry to all of you out there for wasting your time with that. But, yeah, and mine. Yeah, but we won't waste any time next week. Next yeah, week what did you? Just so maybe we could put this on the um, on the agenda for next week. What what did you want to talk about next if we were to stay on for another hour? Well, I wanted I wanted to talk about uh, the people who who don't say hello when you say uh, hello to them. Uh, we can talk about that a little yeah. bit next week. People who don't, yeah, yeah, that irritates me. And um, oh, there are a couple other things that I have too. Okay. But uh, well, it gives us something to talk about next week. Yeah. Yeah, That's we'll good. have fun next week. So anyway, I hope you all enjoyed the show yeah, out there. Too. How much time do we have? I haven't We're, been looking. It's time to wrap it up. It's time to go. Tourist traffic. That's We'll talk about next week? Yeah. Oh, okay. We're yeah, I've been trying to, to lay off the tourist stuff because I don't want to feel like I'm constantly complaining, but... You know, G- Gabby is now having an exchange with the producer <laughs> as, though, as though I'm not in the room. None of you are listening. <laughs> He was putting in his request. You know, they're batting their eyes at each other. We're blowing kisses to each other. Okay, so is time really up? Time is really up. If you'd look at your clock, you would know that. Look, I enjoyed the show today. I really did. And let's make it even better next week. So come on back and listen next week, Tuesdays at 5 o'clock Eastern Time. And we'll try not to get too Rebelizian on you. Oh, please. So have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you next week on Hear Women Talk by Zeus Radio. Bye-bye. Set a spell. Take your shoes.